Hello, and welcome to The Great Collide, where we explore the intersection between politics and faith. I'm Leanne Nolan. And I'm Jasmine Taylor. You know, Leanne, the runoff election for Chicago mayor is April 4th, and some pundits say the two candidates, Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis, represent the same divide we see nationally. Black Lives Matter versus Back the Blue. Community schools versus school choice. Well, Jasmine, we have a great guest with us today who can help us distill the issues in the election from a church perspective. Reverend Myron McCoy is a senior pastor at the historic First United Methodist Church at the Chicago Temple in the heart of Chicago's Loop. Welcome, Pastor. We're so glad to have you here with us today. Well, let's just dive right in here. Um, It seems that no matter who they are, where they live, Chicagoans are worried about crime. So what are the candidates' approaches to, to fighting crime? And do you think that we can look at crime and public safety from a faith perspective? Well, certainly it requires all of us in churches to uh, come out of our churches to get involved in the communities that uh, we are part of. Most of us are operating our churches as if we're in um, uh, feudal castles. Uh, So people come in and it's a need for us to uh, be more outward in terms of uh, letting folks know that the religious community is very much alive. I look toward the day when community policing is real. And so uh, ways that uh, churches can help navigate that landscape for the police department in uh, uh, creating relationships between people, that will be most important. Very good. Yeah, so relationships. Paul Dallas is best known as Mayor Daly School Chief. When he punished low-performing schools and emphasized charter schools and charter and magnet schools, Ballas says Johnson is partly responsible for shutting down schools during the pandemic. Is this an, is there an approach to education that doesn't leave kids behind? That's a good question. I I think uh, what we need to do uh, with our schools is uh, churches need to get involved with their schools and local communities, uh, and become better partners uh, with their schools, whether it be after school programs uh, uh, with the neighborhood schools. And the city dollars uh, must reflect more of uh, not just maintaining the uh, selective schools where enrollment is, but uh, also in our neighborhood schools. We have to um, take responsibility as a community to uh, engage all of our schools and to get our communities involved with those schools. It's interesting that as taxpayers, we're paying 55% more to educate to 20% fewer students. So our population is going down and our costs are rising and our outcomes are not performing as they should. Johnson says that Chicago is, is kind of a tale of two cities, one rich, one poor. So how can churches help reduce this income disparity and be a voice for Chicago's most vulnerable? Well, when we're talking about income disparity, uh, it's not that uh, churches will, uh, we do not have the income to generate the jobs that are needed in communities, but 
take, for instance, uh, on the West and South Side, we have lost uh, uh, since 1980 probably about uh, 400,000 Black Chicagoans, uh, most of them uh, being primarily middle class. Uh, so they've moved to the suburbs or they move. Uh, we've led the great migration south. Uh, so what is left in our communities are probably not as many good models as we we really need to strengthen the ties of, of, of our communities. Now, in terms of dollar, churches will not provide the jobs. But I do know that uh, we cannot further drive jobs out of the city. And so being a, a voice then, um, how can churches be better at this, to really be the voice for those who can't speak for themselves? Do you have any, any tips on that? Well, I, I think uh, certainly we have to uh, have community forums. Uh, we have to bring before people the issues uh, for instance, uh, our, our debt, uh, the debt uh, that we have, no matter who's elected, uh, we'll have to deal with this. Uh, the debt on every resident in Chicago related to um, unpaid pension debt uh, in our city uh, it will, will drown our citizens. And uh, uh, so for the homeowner, that, uh, that requires more taxation for the person going into the store uh, the sales tax becomes more uh, so we we have to educate uh, uh, our our not only our congregants but also uh, those in our city as a city uh, we give a lot of power to uh, our mayor uh, more so than other areas, uh, e even uh, our aldermen have less power, and we probably have too many alderpersons in our city, given our size. Uh, I was looking up uh, and discovered that, uh, uh, what is it, one person suggested that uh, we have uh, one alderman for 54,000 people, where in the 15 largest cities in the country, it's one alderman for 117,000. I've gone to uh, do invocations at city council, and we don't need 50. But I think it's something that we need to uh, discuss in, in our community. The city council does not function as a real legislature. And so that means most of the power is uh, when you talk about the kind of dollars that we need to raise uh, it needs the input of many uh, persons to um, uh, give us the best decisions. And so I think we expect too much from one person and a mayor. I'm going to ask a question regarding, you talked about how our pensions, we're in debt because of those pensions. Some would say that Paul Vallis is the reason that the pension debt is so high because he went into the pension money in order to, to fund schools and fix schools back in the when he came to do reform. Do you know anything about that? Or what are your thoughts about that? I certainly have read as others that, uh, um, you know, he reduced the payment on pensions to do some of the things that you've identified. I do know that as an individual, it is dangerous anytime we 
stop payments on pensions. I think the citizens of Chicago need to look at uh, uh, that issue. I think it's more than just the city schools. It's how we fund from health insurance uh, with all of our public employees. Uh, I think there was a time in which many pension systems had moved toward uh, the contributions that persons put in along with uh, the organizations, what they put in is what people get. And we have operated with unfunded liabilities uh, for many years. We probably need to change all of our pensions with public employees. Most of our candidates will not deal with that issue. <laughs> Moving on, Chicago does continue to face this problem with homelessness. Do you see a solution that involves the government, the community, and the church? I, I certainly would hope so. Um, speaking of homelessness, I went to two city council meetings for an invocation where the city was to deal with homelessness. And both times they had to dismiss the meetings because they did not have a quorum because no one wanted to deal with the issue. They had already passed the city budget already without considering the issue. And then as I was leaving uh, the meeting, there were more older persons gathered in a side room that could have made a quorum. So, you, you know, I, I think we need leaders who will struggle with the issues and not uh, uh, use it as a political football. And of course, uh, uh, both with the church and with the city government, we must address the issue of homelessness in our community, as well as the uh, having affordable housing for persons. And part of the uh, affordable housing relates to the middle class that moved out of the city and uh, us not having uh, the kind of uh, uh, housing prices available for persons who, who, who have taken, who are now living in the city. They don't have the incomes to uh, generate the kind of money that uh, many of these places require. And so it's uh, uh, churches working with the city to find affordable uh, housing, getting uh, persons the needed resources so that they, uh, their life would become less of a struggle, as well as dealing with mental health issues. Uh, in, in, in the city. Uh, and I don't know, uh, that I think is a harder one for churches to uh, uh, deal with. Uh, uh, churches can provide uh, band-aids for the most part, but in terms of uh, uh, the systemic uh, kind of changes we need, uh, I think it requires uh, all of us uh, rolling up our sleeves and and, and trying to address the issue. But we can't let it be a political football. Yeah, very, very well said. I know that the candidates are, are talking about crime and, and schooling, which are obviously two huge and important topics. But is there something that isn't being addressed by the candidates that you think should be? You know, one of the uh, uh, Things that I mentioned already uh, since 1980, uh, 400,000 
African-Americans have left the city. What is that saying? And most of them being middle-class persons. It means that we need to uh, look at how we're taxing people. Uh, it is a shame when uh, many of our citizens have to go to other communities to buy even gasoline because of the taxes here in the city. We raise the taxes and then we have more people leave. So how do, we, how do we win that way? And what I'm talking about is it's really having serious neighborhood discussions about what kind of city we, we want to create and what kind of city uh, can everyone feel welcomed in. I want to go back to one of my first questions that I asked you. Oh, I'm thinking about when I look at television and I'm seeing the political campaigns and I see one that talks about how Brandon Johnson that wants to defund the police, where Paul Vallis wants to fill all of those vacancies, call back in, retire police officers and, and have more policing. W one approach is to put more money into restorative justice, job creation and, and healthcare, mental health initiative, initiatives. And one is to have more policing. Is there any, do you have any thoughts about that? One of the things that uh, certainly concerned about the issue of policing and I don't know if the idea of just adding more police addresses the issue here in uh, Chicago. Uh, we spend as much on police and fire protection as Los Angeles, which is probably 45% larger than we are. And we have less ground physical ground to cover uh, than Los Angeles. Uh, I don't think the issue uh, is necessarily more police. It's probably in the deployment of those. It's probably uh, having civilians do other things that police cannot do. Uh, and, and in that regard, I, I agree with the what Johnson is saying that uh, we, we need to have more professionals in the street uh, working to uh, deal with some of the issues that are more related to mental health and domestic squabbles than uh, actual policemen. Several churches um, have uh, developed ways to deal with issues of crime in a way that uh, it uh, when we look at restorative justice, I think uh, churches could be involved in some of those. Uh, more churches could be involved in restorative justice uh, uh, versus putting things uh, solely in our legal system. Are there any other things that are at the top of your list when it comes to as a citizen of Chicago that you're, you're looking for or that you want to see change in your city? I think we need greater citizen participation in some of the decisions, big decisions that are made, uh, whether it be short-term commissions, uh, where you get input from different parts of the city rather than just individuals or, or even a party uh, dictating what those are, but uh, look to people who, who are out there functioning in regular jobs who might have more expertise than just a politician to give input into some of the things that we do. 
We need to address many issues in the city that uh, will require more than just someone winning an elected office. The other thing that we need to work on is our water supply uh, uh, with the issue of the lead pipes that we have uh, in our system. I don't hear anybody talking about how we're going to uh, work with that. Thank you, Reverend McCoy. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to vote and join us again as we explore the intersection of politics and faith. You can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, leave us a review, and most importantly, tell your friends. Go to gcbm.org for all the links. The Great Collide is a production of the Greater Chicago Broadcast Ministries, a communications ministry of the Protestant Orthodox and Episcopal Churches of Greater Chicago in cooperation with the Council of Religious Leaders of Metropolitan Chicago. I'm Leanne Noland. And I'm Jasmine Taylor. Keep Keep the the faith. faith.